Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Freeman Means Business Wonder Women in Business podcast. Everyone has a story, and on our podcast, we give a voice to the women whose story is moving, meaningful, and compelling. Today's guest is Homera Izzati. Homera, welcome. I should say Dr. Homera Izzati. Thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate your time, and it's my absolute honor to be here with you. Well, I know that we've had to uh, reschedule a couple of times. I've been very excited about this moment that's finally happening now. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. So um, I'm a medical doctor and I have uh, four board certifications. Um, three of those are in integrative medicine and that's my passion. Um, so I have um, board certification from American Board of Integrative Medicine from University of Arizona, Dr. Weil, who was the pioneer in integrative medicine. So a few years after he started his integrative um, fellowship, uh, other universities such as uh, UC San Francisco, UCLA, Harvard, Mayo Clinic, Duke University, they started uh, offering integrative medicine fellowship to their doctors as well. Uh, and uh, also I have a board certification from American Board of Holistic Integrative Medicine, uh, Scripps Clinic in La Jolla, and American Academy of Pediatrics and uh, American uh, Board of uh, Anti-Aging and Regenerative Medicine. And also I'm a certified fitness trainer from International Sports Science Association, and I'm a, I'm a certified acupuncturist, and uh, I had training at Stanford for genetics and genomics, and also had training at um, Age Management Medical Group, and I used to work at Synergenics uh, in San Francisco. Wow. Well, I'll tell you what, you're pretty busy, I'm sure. <laughs> That's amazing. Yes, I, I, have, I, don't, I don't know how you did it, but I want to just point out, folks, you know Dr. Weil. We've all seen his books, and uh, he paved the way for a new way of thinking. Actually, it's a very old way of thinking, but for us to embrace this old way of thinking in a new way. So I love that. That's amazing. Your background is incredible. We will share this background in the blog that I write after we podcast. So if you missed that, anything that she said, folks, we will certainly provide that in writing after. Well, tell me a little bit. This is, this is, you have such a robust career and so many accomplishments. What would you say is your proudest professional accomplishment? Um, you know, every time when I help a patient to uh, change their life, um, it's very rewarding and it just rejuvenates me. I feel really happy. I give you one example. One of my patients, um, she's a young lady who uh, has had been struggling with uh, chronic fatigue and uh, fibromyalgia, pain everywhere. And uh, in conventional medicine, all they offered her was narcotics. and. Um, um, I met her, I helped her to get rid of all these symptoms, and one day her young daughter, she's 11, she called me and she said, 
I wanted to thank you for giving me my mom back. So Aww. that was one of those moments that um, I felt like um, mission accomplished. Yeah, that and I was so, able uh, to change her life. That is so powerful. And when I opened the show saying that we like to highlight women whose stories are moving and meaningful, that's exactly what I mean. That is so moving. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. Yes, and uh, you're welcome. Things like this in my everyday work um, give me a lot of energy to keep moving. Sure, it inspires you and motivates you to keep doing what you're doing. Apparently, you're really good at it, and I want to get to know you better in that regard. For this podcast, tell me, um, clearly you inspire other people. That's why you're on this show. But who has been your best inspirational mentor? Uh, well, when I was seven years old, uh, my dad um, gave me a book uh, about Albert Schweitzer. He was a surgeon from Germany who spent all his life in Africa helping people um, in need. And um, that was when he could have a luxurious life in Germany. And uh, that was my inspiration. And since I was very young, I wanted to be somebody like him. I didn't end up <laughs> going to Africa, but wherever I am, I try to do my best to uh, help people around me. So uh, I think he's my main inspiration in life. I have to say, I know who that is. A lot of my audience may as well. Um, he certainly is someone who encourages what I call critical thinking. And so I think that's amazing that at such a young age, especially, this is the person who inspired you. I love that. That's amazing. Let me ask yeah, you Yeah, and it's fun. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, no, go ahead. Tell me what you were going to say. Um, you know, uh, when I was a kid, I had a medical kit to uh, pretend that I examine people and write prescriptions. <laughs> and in every family gathering, I was examining everybody since I was like five years old and pretending to write prescriptions. And I was telling everybody, I'm going to go to Africa. And I, I'm afraid of cockroaches. And <laughs> my dad was telling me, you're afraid of cockroaches. How can you go to Africa? <laughs> <laughs> and live there <laughs> yeah it's fascinating, uh, but I, it's fascinating that age yeah. five you sort of predetermined or knew exactly what you wanted to do when you grew up yes and um i i always tell my kids um if you decide to be a doctor you should absolutely love what you do otherwise you're not going to survive and um, well, guess what? None of them want to be a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Just so they're happy, right? Yes. Well, let me ask you a quick question because what I do, and the reason you're on this show, is I believe that every time we help one woman, we help all women. So I use this podcast as my small contribution to lifting other women in business. What is a way that you think we can 
uplift other women in business? Uh, well, I have uh, many wonderful women uh, as my patients in my practice, and I always try to uh, promote what they do and um, first of all, be their client and also send more clients to them. If I have writers in my practice, I keep their books in my offices and encourage others to read it. Um, you know, if I have uh, therapists, um, acupuncturists, uh, I always try to uh, promote women because unfortunately, um, in our society and every society, women are considered minorities and uh, we have to uh, support each other uh, to uh, be successful. Um, and we have to start from ourselves. Uh, and I absolutely value what I do uh, to promote women and their businesses. Well, I value what you do. That's, a, that's really great because I know your uh, patients are, they come from various backgrounds. And I think that's incredible that you'll buy and read their book and then recommend it to someone else or refer them as a speaker. That's really fantastic. Um, I do believe when we hurt one woman, we hurt all women. But when we help one woman, we help all women. So thank you. Thank you for what you're doing to move the needle and to lead by example. Um, I'm sure that your career path and your life has been uh, happy and secure, but I'm sure there have been times where you've had challenges. Can you share with us what your biggest challenge or setback was and how did you overcome it? Sure. So I have a rare genetic disease that only mm, around 80 people in the whole world have it. Wow. And I have, yeah, I have a bone disease that causes um, very fragile bones and uh, many issues and a lot of pain. So uh, when I started having symptoms and pain, um, uh, my doctors in conventional medicine, they just offered me narcotics. And I mm, don't take narcotics and I was able to manage my pain uh, by doing um, other things, um, getting help from integrative medicine. I learned how to do acupuncture mainly because I needed that and it was amazing. So um, that was my biggest challenge in life to be able to uh, manage my genetic disease and be able to work every day including weekends, and not to uh, need to take even Tylenol. Wow. Um, so, uh, I mean, sometime in future, I might have to do surgery if the deformities cause a lot of pressure on my nerves and cause weakness in my muscles, but definitely pain would not be the reason to do any surgery. I have to say, you're definitely a great example of the power of alternative and integrative medicine um, or, or treatment, I should say. We don't want to confuse that. Um, but yeah, I think that that's amazing. And you can tell this story as a true testimonial to that which too many people don't understand. Yes, absolutely. And because I started with myself as 
my first patient, um, I value what integrative medicine offers to people. And uh, I, in my practice, I try not to use any medication, especially narcotics or even antibiotics uh, as much as possible. There are some examples that we have to use medication, but uh, I always try to offer other safer uh, ways to manage every issue before going to medications. Let me ask you, do people um, who come to you know, like do they have that mindset that we should try things before we try medicine or we should try other approaches before we use narcotics? Or do they come to you not knowing uh, and then you explain to them the benefits of the alternative. I would assume they come to you knowing your background, but do they often, you know, are they often surprised that you're not going to recommend medicine or narcotics in, in lieu of the treatment that you do recommend? Um, most of my patients come to me because they are frustrated with conventional medicine. Gotcha. Most of them probably had uh, many visits with many uh, subspecialties and um, um, because they were not happy, um, they come to me. So uh, I should say most of my patients are very knowledgeable in this field. And um, um, yeah, sometimes I learn from my patients um, because they, you know, dig into literature and um, in this journey i try to um, provide the right information and teach them how to get the right information in these days that there are many uh, false information online uh, it's very important to empower my patients to uh, look for the right information from credible sources I love that. So I'm going to be honest. I come from a line of traditional medical doctors. You never hear them say, I, I love to learn from my patients. <laughs> and you never hear them say, you know, <laughs> here are some credible sources. Go read up on this. Or, you know, it's usually do what I say and then we're done. <laughs> so I love that about you. Yeah, that's very, right. Thank you. Yeah. So you're a very yeah. good listener. And I think a good doctor has to have those good listening skills. Absolutely. I think that's the first thing that we need to learn in medical school. And they don't teach that. And they don't, and I could be wrong, but they used not to teach nutrition. Is that still the case? Unfortunately, yes. Unless if you go for fellowship in integrative medicine, um, they don't um, teach any of these things um, in medical school. And that's probably the main reason that they started the fellowship because there is a need uh, for this type of approach. And uh, we need to start with medical students. Um, yeah, I think it's terrible. They, I think it's terrible that they don't teach that because you know, food can be a way of preventing a lot of things or healing a lot of things or, you know, proper nutrients can help in a big way. And they don't teach any of that. I've never gone to a doctor who um, looked outside of a prescription. Yes, and another problem with conventional medicine is that we have so many uh, 
incredible subspecialties, but doctors don't talk to each other. Right. So every doctor looks at the patient, like a cardiologist looks at the patient's heart without looking at what they eat, how they manage everyday life, and what is the connection between the heart and the GI tract. And a gastroenterologist doesn't look at any other system in the patient's body. And none of those doctors talk to each other. And that's the main problem. And that's uh, when um, I try to connect all these subspecialties and um, promote uh, precision personalized medicine. I see that as making so much sense. I mean, to look at the patient holistically, like everything inside is connected. You know, you can't, you know, segregate the heart from the liver, from the lungs, from the muscles, from, everything's connected. So to look at the patient holistically and see, you know, what's going on first, what's working and what's not working, and then how can we improve? That's so brilliant. And as novel an, an idea as it is, or I mean, as simple as an idea as it is, it's novel, it's very rare. Yes, and actually there are movements um, to move conventional medicine towards precision personalized medicine. And every year there is a conference um, called Precision Medicine World Conference um, in uh, either San Francisco or Silicon Valley um, that all the scientists and doctors get, uh, come together to uh, exchange information and figure out a way to um, integrate that into conventional medicine. And last year, there were uh, representatives from uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield and uh, another insurance company. I don't remember their name. But they came to the conference because um, eventually, maybe in 15, 20 years, all the insurance companies um, uh, figure out the value of integrative medicine and the fact that um, you know, if we uh, provide preventive medicine and guidance to patients years before they develop heart disease, uh, we can save a lot of money. The patient won't need um, uh, heart surgery um, or any other expensive um, uh, procedure because we are proactive providing preventive medicine. And I think one thing that um, makes me um, give a lot of value to precision medicine is that as a doctor, I had the privilege of working with um, neonates, nor no newborn babies, and also people at the end of their life. Uh, because I used to work at a neonatal intensive care unit as a hospitalist and also uh, I, at some point when I just started my private practice and I needed extra income, I had the training as a wound care specialist and I used to go to uh, long-term facilities um, uh, dealing with patients at the end of their lives. And that gave me a lot of, um, um, you know, input uh, to look at the 
life, looking at the whole life from the beginning towards the end and realize that preventive medicine can change everybody's life. We don't have to suffer. Uh, some people suffer 10, 15, 20 years of their life at the end, um, just waiting to die. And that should not happen. If we uh, become proactive in uh, preventive medicine, we can have a very good quality life. And as long as we are alive, we can enjoy our life, not to just uh, lie down in long-term facility waiting to die. And that's why I um, value uh, preventive medicine, personalized medicine. I love the personal. So I, I didn't want to interrupt you, but I want the audience to pay close attention to, um, I, I think you call it personalized patient care or personalized plant what was what was the phrase it's, uh, personal it's personalized uh, precision medicine that's it personalized precision medicine yes i wanted to yes. point out that that is not something traditional doctors do they focus on what they learn and it's you know you take what the book told me and then you take what i tell you and you do what i say versus this being a one size does not fit all approach it's a very, um, I love that. That's so meaningful and important. Yes, absolutely. And um, unfortunately, everything that today is at research level or um, a preliminary approach, it takes 17 to 20 years to become a common practice in conventional medicine. And many of us don't have that much time to just wait for conventional medicine to catch up. And that's why it's important to uh, provide this kind of uh, approach to patients. That's amazing. Well, I am certainly grateful for what you do. You know, I've reached out to you personally, so I would like to learn more. But tell the audience if they want to reach you and learn more, how can they? Um, I have a website and I try to uh, add uh, more videos uh, describing um, different ways to uh, stay healthy, um, uh, stay away from environmental toxins and how we can have uh, clean water, clean air, clean food. Um, and um, the, all those videos are uh, on the website. Uh, and patients can go watch the videos when they have time um, to get a lot of information. And that's the result of me being in a school for 25 years of my life and um, going to every conference, uh, gathering information and trying to provide the most updated information to patients. Because these days there is a lot of confusion among patients and physicians. Many physicians don't have time to uh, go uh, look at every um, new research and figure out uh, what to do for patients. And I don't blame them because in healthcare system that we have right now, every physician has to see one patient every 10, 15 minutes. And of course, during 10, 15 minutes, uh, they don't have enough time to go over everything. And uh, the, the system is 
um, wrong and they need to change it. Um, for example, my intake form uh, before seeing a patient is over 40 pages. Oh so I need gosh. to know everything, yeah, everything from, uh, regarding the patient's environment, what they eat, what they do, uh, the history. And I give you just one example. One of my patients had 3,500 pages of medical records. And I reviewed every single page before wow. seeing the patient. It took, it took a week, but um, then I knew exactly what she went through and uh, what would be the best step to move forward. I think um, that that's so, um, very unique and good. And I think that today's uh, system doesn't allow for doctors to have that time to get to know the patient as well as they need to. So. The fact that you take time out to do that is really a huge plus. Yes, and I really wish uh, sometime in future they give uh, enough time to every physician to get to know their patients and provide precision medicine instead of, you know, seeing one patient every 10, 15 minutes. And the, the painful part is that um, doctors who work for different companies uh, they get reevaluated frequently, and if they're not making enough money for the company, they will be in trouble. And um, that is what is wrong with conventional medicine. Yeah, it's all about the money instead of about the patient. Unfortunately, yes. Well, you are remarkable and unique and special, and I'm so grateful that you're out there practicing preventive medicine and integrative medicine, or we should say integrative healthcare. And I'm glad to know you personally as well. So if folks wanna reach you, I'll send them to your website. And folks, you know I write a blog cast, so you can look for some uh, pictures and stories and um, Dr. Izadi's bio, as well as how to reach her. And Doc, thank you so much thank for Thank you so much. Here. You bet. Have I appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye-bye.